180. Multitasking. After the morning's activity, Rain had enough banked experience to level. While he was confident in the work he'd put into the patch, he still wanted both Torhart and Amelia nearby when he triggered the exchange. Just in case something went wrong. His eyes flicked to the window that perpetually hung in the corner of his vision. Experience monitor. Target 50,000. Since dawn. 23,446. Since essence exchange. 23,450. Next level. 22,149. Not that they'd be able to do anything. Rain shook his head, trying not to think about it as he angled toward Torhart's work area. The smith had set himself up outside the main camp, using his hammer to make a little clearing, as well as plenty of toothpicks. The axe teams had shifted their efforts to the far side of the stream, so the line of trees and wooden debris screening Torhart's activity from view remained standing. Since rain had visited yesterday, monster hides had been stretched between the gaps, almost completely screening off the space. As he drew nearer, he eyed the muffle runes painted on every fifth hide or so, clearly Roma's recent work, and the reason he could hear nothing from the other side. If those go all the way around, that's a lot of ink. And hides. I'll need to check in with Atil later. We brought plenty of raw materials from Vestfal, but we're really burning through our stock. Crafting is damn expensive, and Dozer's not going to be able to keep up unless I can get him to make more than a few dozen tell per day. Snorting softly, he sent a virtual pact in Dozer's direction, returning his list of essence slime-related tests to its mental shelf. He found a gap in the hides, then poked his head through. Hey, Tallheart, Amelia and I are... He stopped abruptly, blinking. Then pushed through the gap to stare at the devastation. Tallheart was standing beside his anvil. And Starvo was seated at a nearby workbench. The rest of the small clearing was strewn with metal wreckage. Rain pointed. Wasn't there a half of a forge wagon there yesterday? Tallheart rumbled setting down his hammer and turning to face him. A good morning to you, as well. It's afternoon, actually, Rain said, making his way through the wreckage, looking at the larger pieces as he passed. What happened, Tallheart? Was there a spider? No, Tallheart said, expressionless. Not this time. Starvo grunted, rising from his stool. He said we needed to start over. Apparently, it wasn't big enough. Hmm, Tohart rumbled. Not only that, your transmission will not work, Rain. It is too complicated, with too many precision parts. We do not have the time to resolve the issues, so we decided upon an alternative. What issues? Rain asked, looking back at the wreckage. I just couldn't draw the parts very well. Maybe if I worked with... No, Starvo interrupted, waving his hands and coming to a stop in front of Rain. We lost most of yesterday bashing our heads against the trees. 
and our new idea is better anyway. It's still based on one of yours, so no need to get your underfeathers in a puff. I'm not offended, Rain said, glancing at him. Underfeathers? Stopper rumped. You're worse at drawing than a three-year-old, and you couldn't teach one to build a block castle without getting distracted by the pretty coloured blocks. Offended now? Oof, Rain said, pressing a hand to his chest. Hmm, Torhart rumbled. Rain smiled. I'm working on the drawing thing, actually. I don't have time to practice, but I don't need practice when I can cheat. If I can find a fast way to get my interface to display images from memory, then I can layer a window on top of a piece of paper to trace. Don't care, Stavo said, throwing up his hands and marching toward the wreckage. He bent, rising with a long piece of metal that dangled with dozens of thin rods, clattering against each other like wind chimes. Damn it, you great antlered tornado, he whirled on Tohart. I told you to put this one out of the way, where it wouldn't get stepped on. Rain blinked as Stavo held up the assembly, which he now saw to be jointed in the middle. Stavo bent it back and forth, trying to untangle the thin rods. Seeing this, Rain's mind summoned a memory of the drawings that had been in the old scholar's notebook, the one Jameis had lent him once upon a time. There had been a disproportionate number of bird illustrations several focusing on the wings. Is that what I think it is? Rain asked. If you think it's a teapot, then no, Stavo said, turning to face him with a clatter. If you think it's a great bloody birdwing, then yes. Emerton saw that squirrel suit Dempton made you after you decided parachutes were too safe. He's paying me to do him one better. Kids got more credit and he knows how to spend, and I ain't complaining so long as he pays up before he goes and breaks his damn neck. Rain squirmed, working to suppress a squee with every fibre of his being. Wings? For an aeromancer? Fuck yeah! Actually, with my strength boosted, I could probably flap hard enough to- Holy shit! Rain rushed up to Stavo, ploughing aside bits of shattered forge wagon in his haste. Is it made out of aluminum? Are those supposed to be feathers? No, quills, since there aren't any veins. They're so thin. Are they durability enhanced? Hollow? What are you going to use for the skin stretched between them? They'd be more like a bat wing, actually. Is it going to be rigid or... Calm down, Stavo huffed. God's boy, you're like one of those yapping dogs. I haven't gotten that far. This is just a prototype Ellis was helping me with before he pissed off to wherever. Obviously, it'll be enchanted. Durability and lightness. <laughs> Since it's metal, it'll also need to be made into an air magic focus. I'd use wood to avoid that. But even with Sheena helping... It'll be too weak for what Emerton wants. Aluminum is the best I've got. He turned his glare on Tohar. Unless you can get this rumbling lunk to give me something better. Tohar blinked slowly. 
I know of no better metal for this task. It is a pity that there does not seem to be a deepened version. All of my experimentation was for nothing. Whatever you say, Starver grumped. I know you're holding out on me. You wouldn't have welded that metal crate of yours shut for fun. What's in there? Advent? Grantel? Both? Yes, Tohart said. There was a pause. Huh, Starver said. I wasn't actually expecting him to admit it. You can't use adamant, Rain said, managing to get a grip on his excitement. You know why, Starvo. It's not about the cost, though there is that. It'll be dangerous when we get to three cliffs if people know we've got advanced materials, and a smith capable of working with them. I like Ellis well enough, but he's new. He gave Tolhart a significant look. There's a reason we're trying to keep it quiet. I would have thought some people would know not to blab. Hmm, Tohart rumbled. Stavo will not speak. Bah, Stavo said, waving hand. Of course, of course. Just think of the things we could make, boy. Hurry up and give us a base, where we can have fun without worrying about the neighbors starting an inquisition. Oh, trust me, it's on the list. Rain said, smiling. He looked back at the wreckage. Anyway, what's this about a new idea for the forge wagon? Please tell me you're not thinking of going back to that crazy belt drive we had before. Steam, Torwart said. Rain's head whipped around so fast he almost gave himself whiplash. Go on. Torwart blinked slowly. Now that we have stopped... I have time to experiment. I will build a new steam engine that functions with the turbine you spoke of, instead of a piston. My tail is wagging so hard right now, Rain said, not even attempting to hide his grin. Tolhart rumbled. I will then combine a smelter with a boiler. As I did in the camp at Vestival, steam can be piped. Hmm. I will build a separate turbine for each track. A handful of valves will allow steering against the dozens of gears you would have had us link together. The vehicle will need to be large to accommodate the forge, smelter, Turbines and tanks for steam, water, and the fuel Reason has discovered. Fuel? Rain's heart had almost stopped at this point. What fuel? The stuff he made to lure out the fire eater, Stavo said, making Rain well on him. He calls it ephemeral oil, because of course he does. He hocked up some phlegm, then spat on the ground to the side. Anti-everfluid is what it is. Burns hot and fast instead of bright and slow. Holy shit! Rin exclaimed, practically vibrating out of his armor with excitement. Why did nobody tell me he discovered fantasy gasoline? This is information I need! He turned, 
rapidly pacing back and forth and muttering to himself as he scratched at his beard. We could try for an internal combustion design. No, too many parts. Damn, and thinking about it, I'm worried about how much steam we'll lose from the turbine. Some sort of Stirling engine instead? I know heater plates have temp limits, way below what the smelter uses, but chiller plates should work for the cold side. And thermatic bronze? Is just stupid with heat transfer when it's charged up. There should be more than enough of a gradient for- Oh! He spun back, rushing up to face them. You should make a new generator too. Headlights would be really useful, and we won't have to stop to set it up each night if you build it right into the chassis. Tails, we could drive the tracks with electric motors instead of steam. He spun away, returning to his pacing. I mean, it's not as cool, and we'd have to coil up a ton of wire, but you wouldn't have to worry about the pipes and the suspension. Hmm. Oh, that reminds me. Any luck with direct arcane electricity generation yet? Still having the absorption problem? What about efficient force to- No, never mind. We don't have the time if you haven't cracked it yet. We'll stick with steam. But have you considered making a- Are you going to do anything about this? Starvo asked over Rain's muttering, glancing at Tallheart. Shh, Tallheart said. I am counting. That'll totally work, Rain exclaimed, barely listening as he rounded on them again. How big are you going to make it? Are you going to enchant the frame? How much aluminum do we have? Shit, uh, we've got a lot, don't we? And we can always make more. There's dirt here. Oh, this is going to be so fucking cool. What are we naming it? How are... There was a sudden beep, and a window appeared. Self-checklist. Headache? Heartburn? Any other pain? Any problems focusing? Have you overdone it? Are you sure you haven't overdone it? You don't want people to start saying, pull the rain, instead of pull the valve, do you? Damn it! Well, that went better than expected, Rain said, setting up in his tent. Or, Amelia asked, glancing at him, then reaching out to move a piece on the ranks board sitting on the floor between her and Tallhard. Beside them stood the piled remains of lunch. Tallheart furrowed his brow, staring at the piece. Rain smiled as Amelia returned her attention to him. Yep. My peeling didn't even break open that time. I think I actually might have overdone it a bit on the cables. Oh well. That just means I'm closer to ready for 28. That's great, Rain, Amelia said, taking his hand to squeeze it with a smile. Rain squeezed back and set a marker before calling up his status. Progress report. Marker 1, S6. Marker 2, level 27. Span, 16.4 hours. Character, level 26 to 27. Total experience, plus 23,450. Stamina use, 78. Mana use, 23,372. Skills, aura compression, aura IFF, aura synergy, channel mastery, detection, essence well, extend aura, magical synergy. Mana Manipulation, Mental Ward, Purify. Richmond Rain Stroudwater, Class Engine of Change, Level 27, Cap 30. Experience, 1301. 
of 85,070. Skill points, 2. Vitals, health, 1,700 of 1,700, 300 per day. Stamina, 478 of 1,700, 520 per day. Mana, 61,929 of 66,470, 2.2 per second. Attributes, 287 of 2,690. Strength, 85. Recovery, 16.8. Endurance, 59.5. Vigor, 46.3. Focus, 85. Clarity, 270. Perception, 10. Speed, 9.4. Up to level 27, as expected, he said, narrating his thoughts. It looks like Channel Mastery's experience formula didn't change with the tick rate thing. Not that either of you cares about that. It leveled again, though, and so did Magical Synergy. But that's it. My stamina is still low from my jog with Jameis, but that's not a big deal. I'm generally fine. No drama this go-round. Glad to hear it, Amelia said. She glanced at Tallheart. Would you move already? Tallheart frowned his brow further, still staring at the board. Slowly, he reached out, then moved a worker by a single hex. Without missing a beat, Amelia captured it with her jack, eliciting a deep rumble of discontent. What next? Amelia asked, returning her gaze to Rain. Rain smiled at Torhart's predicament. I think I'm going to take a skill. Prismatic intent? Rain nodded, manually engaging his aura synergy rings. That's the one. Unless anything else has shown up, let me check real quick. Magical Utility. Tier 1 Overcharge. Delay casting of an immediate spell to charge it with mana. Tier 3 Mana Sight. Passively perceive mana within the environment. Elemental Refinement. Shaping Kata for Elemental Mana. Hidden skill revealed by meeting requirements. Tier 4 Locked. Utility Auras. Tier 0 Summer. Boost health regeneration by 33% for all entities. Spring. Boost stamina regeneration by 33% for all entities. Tier 1. Life Well. Convert mana to health and transfer to all entities within range, including user. Energy Well. Convert mana to stamina and transfer to all entities within range, including user. Tier 2. Acuity. 32.8% boost to physical senses for all entities. Precision. 32.8% boost to physical precision for all entities. Tier 3. Empire of Will. Boost focus by 33 for all entities. Empire of Grit. Boost endurance by 33 for all entities. Empire of Brawn. Boost strength by 33 for all entities. Tier 4. Locked. Defensive Auras. Tier 0. Cold Ward. Heat Ward. Tier 1. Dark Ward. Light Ward. Tier 3. Impediment. Increase stamina costs for all entities by 46.74 SP. Focus. Tier 4. Locked. Offensive Auras. Tier 1. Shear. Tier 2. Corrosion. Tier 3. Discombobulate. Tier 4. Locked. Aura Metamagic. Tier 2. Prismatic Intent. User may maintain two auras simultaneously. Requires 10 ranks in Aura Synergy. Requires one rank in 15 different auras. Tier 3. Ethereal Aura. User may exempt the aura from environmental effects at will. 
Tier 4. Locked. Nope, Rain said, shaking his head after a quick skim of his listed options. The only new thing is still impediment, and that's been there since suppression hit 10. Damn, I envy you, Amelia. It would be awesome to be able to try before I buy. When it says it increases stamina costs, does that include, like, moving around? Because if so, that's strong. Amelia shrugged, watching Torhart carefully move a piece. Again, she immediately responded. Instead of scowling this time, Torhart counted even more quickly than she had, sliding a mage across from the complete opposite side of the board. Amelia's eyes went wide, and she stared. Wait, that's... Rain looked at the board. It took him a moment, but then he smiled. Torhart had never been in trouble at all. He'd been setting a trap. And Amelia had blundered right into it. Damn it! Amelia looked up, accusingly. You tricked me. I did, Torhart agreed, crossing his arms. Rain knew him well enough to read his expression as unreasonably smug. He pivoted his antlered head to look at Rain. So, you will take a skill. Rain smiled back. Just one. He gestured to the windows hanging in front of him. I want all of this. But I'd be stupid not to wait for Tier 4. I want to at least see the requirements so I don't lock myself out of anything game-changing. Prismatic intense, non-negotiable, though. Hmm, Torhart rumbled in agreement. And the other one. Ethereal Aura. Rain wiggled a hand. It's less important now that I've got Radiance. The Mage Burn isn't horrible as long as people close their eyes. I was actually thinking about Empire of Will now that I know about the Silver Stat Cap. But you're making me new rings, so that can wait. Still, no rush on those, to be clear. I'm not ready for them yet. And you've got the Forge Wagon to finish. The sooner we're back on the road toward Three Cliffs, the better. As you say, Torhart said, beginning to put away the ranks pieces. Rain rubbed at his chin, using his other hand to swipe windows closed. The only stat boost I'd really benefit from right now would be clarity for the time acceleration. Heck, I don't even know how well I'd handle max clarity from the ring I already have. I should test that tonight. After a moment, only the Aura Metamagic Tree remained open and Rain moved his finger to hover over the plus button beside Prismatic Intent. He glanced at Amelia. You know, I really wish my interface would be less vague sometimes. It seems like Prismatic Intent would add more aura slots as it levels, but it doesn't say that for sure. It's almost as bad as the descriptions I get for katas. Perhaps it is one, Tohan said. They do not always have kata in the name. Rain nodded. Right. Elemental refinement only has it in the description. Another thing I want, but can't have. Okay, here I go. He tapped the plus, then the apply button that appeared at the top of the window. The moment he did, he felt... something. Whoa. What? Amelia asked. Rain shook his head. I don't know. It's like I suddenly knew something. But the moment I asked myself what it was, it was gone. Huh. <laughs>
Amelia said, glancing at Torhard. That actually does sound like Akata. The knowledge they give you feels like instinct, and thinking about it too hard makes the skill stop working. Go ahead, use two auras at once. Don't think, just do. You know who you're talking to, right? Rain said with a smile. She stuck her tongue out at him, and he laughed, raising his hands. Fine, fine. Let's see. Purify. Winter. And just like that, both spells were active. Winter's chill washed over him while the white light of Purify simultaneously gushed forth to fill the tent. He hadn't applied any modifiers to the spells, so both were running at default power, which meant Purify was uncomfortably bright thanks to Aura Synergy. Rain reached out with Channel Mastery to dial it down almost by reflex, surprising himself when it actually worked. Purify faded to a dim glow, while winter remained as refreshingly brisk as ever. You see, Amelia said, no thinking, good work. Yeah, Rain said, turning mana manipulation inward, trying to get a look at what he was doing. What he felt was confusing. The familiar patterns of winter and purify were both there, layered on top of each other. Each pattern remained as complex and incomprehensible as ever, especially purifies, given that he'd applied metamagic to it. There was also something else, a third pattern, somehow woven between the others, supporting them as it simultaneously held them apart. His brain hurt to look at it. It was like trying to visualize the structure of a four-dimensional hypercube through a pane of smoked glass. It was... Rain! Rain King! Rain blinked, opening his eyes. A wave of distortion washed over him as he realized that he was looking up at the tent's ceiling. Amelia and Tallheart were bent over him with concern written across their faces. He was on the ground. He didn't remember falling. He is back, Tallheart said, relief in his tone. Rain groaned, raising a hand to his head which was pounding. Talk to us, Rain, Amelia said. How do you feel? Headache, Rain said, sitting up as his friends made room for him, having to fight off a wave of vertigo. He accepted Amelia's help as she rushed to steady him, simultaneously sending soothing thoughts to Dozer. I'm fine, just a bit woozy. How long was I out? Dozer appeared with a pop, apparently insufficiently soothed. He sprung for Rain's face the moment he landed. No more than ten seconds, Torhart said, ignoring the commotion. What happened? Amelia asked, likewise having taken Dozer's appearance in stride, her only reaction having been to get out of the way. That's what I want to know, Rain replied, opening his interface. He had to do so hands-free, as his hands were otherwise occupied. He'd successfully caught Dozer and was attempting to corral the concerned slime into his lap. Fortunately, nothing seemed to be out of order, as he looked over his character window. Both auras had deactivated when he'd lost consciousness, and his vitals were normal. Dozer instantly stopped squirming to listen as Rain began to speak. I was looking at the spell matrices with mana manipulation, and then I was looking up at the ceiling. The headache was bad, but it's already gone. I feel fine. 
Fine-ish. He licked his lips. I think... I think I'm going to try again. Tallheart rumbled deeply. Is that wise? No, Rain said with a smile. It's science. Half a day later, Rain had his answers. Or at least some of them. Prior to his second attempt, he'd paused to take an inventory of his soul, wanting to make sure that nothing about the skill acquisition had changed anything in a way that could have explained what had happened. His investigations had come up empty. If there were changes to his core, he couldn't feel them. Trying to peer beneath its surface was like trying to look at the sun. Everything else was still as it had been after his level up. The chaos had reached pea soup levels of thickness, but other than that, everything was as he'd grown used to. Thus, it came down to testing in the real world. Outside, this time, to avoid setting anything on fire. Over the course of the afternoon, Rain tried different combinations of auras, with and without metamagic, with and without watching the patterns with mana manipulation. Through this process, he learned many things. First, there was no significant difference in the time it took him to pass out, when he tried to comprehend the patterns versus when he didn't. The feeling of the flowing mana he got from mana manipulation was confusing, yes, but ultimately not the cause. Second, metamagic absolutely made things worse. With unmodified winter and purify, he could make it a full two minutes before he started feeling unwell, despite the greater mana consumption with the omission of channel mastery. On the other hand, trying to keep Purify running while using his standard winter configuration, Amplify, Extend, Compression, and Channel Mastery, had resulted in an immediate blackout. Third, some combinations didn't work, period. In particular, there were two pairs of auras he discovered so far that were incompatible, Immolate Refrigerate and Radiance Shroud. It wasn't that trying to use the opposing auras caused nap time, but rather that the system simply refused. Activating one spell would instantly deactivate the other, and not in a way that it felt like he was able to fight. The same was true if trying to run multiple copies of the same aura, but that had always been a long shot. Interestingly, Force Ward and Arcane Ward, while opposed, would activate together, though even the slightest damage blocked would result in an immediate dirt nap. Aura Focus also had some asterisks next to it. The metamagic worked fine with prismatic intent in a short burst, but only on one of the active auras. Rain's dreams of being able to strike with an offensive aura at full power while watching his surroundings with detection weren't squashed just yet. Before any significant testing of that, however, there was the narcolepsy issue to deal with. Fortunately, Amelia came up with a way to help him with that. Manasite. Divesting from elemental archery was actually something she'd been thinking about for a few weeks now, though she'd yet to act on the thought, not even to mention it in passing. She brought it up now. She said it would weaken her slightly in the short term, but given that they were in an unranked zone, she didn't really need the extra damage from Fire Arrow to hit the damage limit, 
The slight loss of AoE potential was a small price to pay for the chance to search her other trees for hidden skills. And given how long it had been since Vestval, they all agreed that an Empire attack was incredibly unlikely. This was, of course, precisely what the Empire would want them to think, but at some point paranoia became counterproductive. And so, Amelia set about doing some testing of her own. Rather than swapping her skills as she previously would have, she decided to attempt it from within her soul to take advantage of the time acceleration. Amazingly, this worked. She didn't have system access or anything, but her class functioned as it always did. Even with the inefficiency of needing to enter her soul twice, she still came out ahead. Dumping prismatic arrow, arrow affinity, and fire arrow in two hours, when it would have previously taken her three. That freed enough points for her to get Manasite, and with it at rank ten, and with Ring doing his best to offer her no resistance, she was able to see the problem. In a nutshell, he sucked. When he used a single aura, the leakage didn't cause him any trouble. Horrendous, though it apparently was. With multiple auras, however, the leakage from one would react with the leakage from the other, the two streams of raw mana violently combusting and creating what Amelia described as a cloud of soot. The soot would build up in his body, choking his mana until the spells collapsed and he slipped unconscious. The build-up would then dissipate over the space of a few seconds, and not long after, Rain would wake up with a headache, and possibly with grass in his teeth, if nobody had bothered to catch him. After one such grassy awakening, several hours later, when the sun was beginning to set, Rain finally decided to throw in the towel. That's enough for today, he said with a heavy sigh, looking up at the twilight. Done so soon? Amelia asked, glancing at him, then snapping the book she'd been reading closed. She'd stayed with him the whole time, but had stopped watching his every move, leaving him to practice with only the occasional word of guidance. Torhart had long since departed to return to his forge. Dozer was gone too, off to play with Cloud. Rain nodded, triggering an essence exchange. He'd been doing them periodically, wanting all the data he could get. Unfortunately, the resulting progress report didn't tell him anything he didn't already know, so he reconfigured it to cover the span of his testing from start to finish. Progress report. Marker 1, level 27. Marker 2. Attempt ASDF ASDF 2. Span 5.7 hours. Character. Total experience plus 27,821. Stamina use 19. Mana use 27,802. Amplify Aura, Aura Compression, Aura Focus, Aura IFF, Aura Synergy, Channel Mastery, Detection, Essence Well, Extend Aura, Force Ward, Fulmination, Immolate, Magical Synergy, Prismatic Intent, 0 to 1, Purify, Radiance, Refrigerate, Shroud, Suppression, Velocity, Winter. Experience Monitor, Target 50,000. Since dawn, 51,267. Since S's exchange, zero. Next level, 55,948. Still no experience for prismatic intent, Rain said, rubbing at his temples. That settles it. It's definitely a cutter. 
but it's just not telling me what I'm doing wrong so I can fix it in advance. It probably doesn't even know where to begin, Amelia replied. Hey, Rain said, feigning a front as he dismissed the progress report. I'm getting better. You said it yourself. Amelia laughed, rising from the stool she'd been sitting on and walking over to offer him a hand. Better is relative, she said, pulling him to his feet. Believe me when I say that you've got a long way to go. I think Kettle might be better than you at this point, given how much he's been training. I'll have to have a look and see. Rain sighed. Damn it! Who'd have thought that there are problems that can't be solved by just throwing mana at them? Face it, Rain, Amelia said with a wicked smile. You're going to have to practice. Rain closed his eyes and shuddered.